Welcome to this bonus edition of Bible Explained Verse by Verse. Today I want to talk about the beauty of God and how he uses beauty. King David was extremely handsome. He was one of the most handsome people mentioned in the Bible. Why does God use beauty and why does he make some people beautiful and some people not so beautiful to look at? It isn't random that some people are really beautiful in the world, and they are just born with that great bone structure and all of that stuff. It's actually a gift from God, just like it's not random that some people are extremely intelligent, and some people are extremely kind, and some people are great leaders, and some people are very creative artists, and some people are great athletes. Everything that we've been given is a gift from God. All of our talents and all of our gifts are from the Lord. And he gave them to us specifically for his own glory to increase his kingdom. We're supposed to be using those gifts to spread the gospel and lead others to Christ. And yes, beauty is one of those gifts that can be used. God doesn't love beautiful people more than average looking people. And there are some people who you might even say are almost ugly, but a lot of times that could be because they're sick, they have illnesses, there can be genetic disorders and other disorders that actually mar a person's physical appearance. But again, God uses all of it, even if you look less than average, and even if it's due to some defect or something that you can't help, or maybe you were abused and somebody scarred you physically because of the abuse. But God will use it all. No matter what our situation, God can use it, even if we're missing limbs or even if we're mentally retarded. I knew a woman who was mentally retarded, and she had the entire Bible memorized. She understood it well enough to be saved, and she could quote it verse by verse to anyone. She could be a great evangelist, even though she was mentally retarded. Anyway, so let's talk about beauty today. First of all, the main thing you have to realize is God himself is beautiful. The beautiful God created beautiful things. The reason there's so much beauty in creation, you know, the birds and the butterflies and the trees and the clouds and the beautiful animals and the beautiful people and all the amazing colors that we have in our world are all due to a beautiful creator. Everything that we see that's beautiful is a reflection of God's own beauty. In the Bible, he doesn't go around talking about how beautiful he is, but the reality is he is beautiful. It takes beauty to create beauty, and that's why human beings are also capable of creating beautiful things, you know, paintings and designs and stuff, because humans are beautiful. When we create clothing or whatever it is we're making, some of the beauty that God put in us shows out in what he allows us to make and create. There's a verse in Isaiah, and then it's also repeated in Romans that says, how beautiful are the feet of him who brings good news. That means that Jesus Christ, his feet are beautiful because he brought us the good news of himself and his salvation. That salvation is only through him. He is the door and he is the gate that leads to the Father. And the Father is in heaven. And if we want to go to heaven and see the Father face to face, we can only get there through the Son, Jesus Christ. So his feet are beautiful because he brought the gospel to the world. And everybody else who's an evangelist or a preacher or a pastor or anybody who shares the gospel, even if you'd share your own testimony with people, That means that your feet are beautiful because you are a messenger of good news. 
So the angels also have beautiful feet. This is not only a literal truth, but it's also a spiritual truth because it's a spiritual principle. Your feet take you places, and that's why it says how beautiful their feet, because they will go throughout life and throughout the world proclaiming the gospel. There are a lot of people in the Bible who were beautiful. God isn't superficial. He's deep. But beauty is one of the gifts that he gives people to help work out his will in this world, to get people saved. And the connection that I find with beautiful people in the Bible is that their physical appearance allowed them to be promoted up into higher echelons of society where they could spread the gospel to kings and queens and people up there. Because in the higher echelons, good looks get you pretty far, as we all know, because that's why movie stars, they'll spend thousands and tens of thousands of dollars, you know, going to a cosmetic surgeon to make themselves look better to promote their career. Because physical appearance does affect people. Just like people want to look at a beautiful flower, they also enjoy looking at a beautiful person. For example, with Queen Esther, she was incredibly beautiful. And we'll read about her later in the Bible. But God gave her that beauty on purpose to place her in the palace with King Xerxes. And because she was placed in the palace, she was able to save the lives of her people. If it weren't for her beauty, she would have never been placed in the palace with a king. Another example is Daniel, the prophet Daniel. He is one of the greatest prophets in the entire Bible, and we'll get to his book later. His prophecies were mind-boggling, and we will really enjoy reading that book when we get to it. But he also was incredibly handsome. And that's what placed him in the palace with King Nebuchadnezzar. He was picked out specifically because of his good looks, his intelligence, and his wisdom. So all of those gifts were given to him by God specifically to place him in the palace with King Nebuchadnezzar so that he could prophesy to Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom as well as prophesying to us today through the scriptures that he left. And his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were also good-looking, and they were also picked to be in the palace for the same reason. Now, they all lived the lives of eunuchs. They couldn't get married and have their own families. So their whole life was spent serving God under an evil king, because Nebuchadnezzar was definitely evil. Sometimes your good looks may get you up in the higher echelon of society, but it won't be in a place where you feel comfortable. You'll be working with evil people, but God will still use you for his own glory to spread his gospel. It's okay if God places you among evil people as long as you yourself are spreading the truth and the gospel and you're serving the Lord. Even though Daniel was in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, he didn't, he remained a holy, righteous man the entire time. And he was loyal to the king, but never without ceasing to be loyal to God. And he was a very faithful servant. In fact, the Bible says that Daniel was well beloved because he obeyed the Lord so well. He was a special friend of God, one of God's best friends in the Bible. And that's because he served the Lord. But he never got married, never had children, never had a normal life. He was almost like a prisoner in a sense, but he did dress well, he ate well, he was taken good care of. All of his needs were met because he worked in the palace, but his whole life was not what he would have picked. He was actually kidnapped from his own people 
and then placed in a palace of an evil king, and he stayed there for decades, and he died there. He didn't choose his life at all, but yet he remained faithful to the Lord and glorified the Lord through all of it. And he was never bitter about the fact that he didn't get to have a normal life, live with his own people, and have a family and children like everybody else. He didn't grumble and complain about that. He just kept serving the Lord. King David also was strategically placed near King Saul before Saul found out that David was going to be the next king. Saul actually favored David, and David had a foot in the kingdom and got to see how the kingdom worked before he actually became king. And of course, that was not by accident. And it was in part because of his good looks that he was chosen to be in the court of King Saul. God uses all these things strategically. Now, of course, God doesn't love beautiful people more than the regular looking people or the less than average looking people. It's simply that that's their gift. The regular looking people and the less than average looking people, they have their own gifts that are totally different, but they also have gifts that are incredible. You know, Corey Ten Boom traveled the entire world. She went into dozens of nations, and her books are published in dozens of languages, and she spread the gospel everywhere she could. But she died a virgin, even though she died as an old woman, never got married, never had kids. And she wasn't beautiful either. She was a totally average-looking person. But she had amazing talents, and she was one of the bravest people who ever lived, too, because she faced the Nazis during World War II and also had the bravery to forgive them as well. Her life was amazing, but beauty wasn't her talent, and yet God used her. God can use us whether he's given us beauty or not. He has a plan for the world. If we get born outside of privilege, that's not a problem with God. He can do anything with us. There's been many people who were born into poverty, and they ended up getting master's degrees, PhDs, being world famous. There's no hindrance with God if we aren't born with all of the advantages. Another example is Sarah, who was Abraham's wife. Because of her beauty, Pharaoh favored her and Abraham and gave Abraham wealth. Now, in the end, they had to leave Pharaoh's palace when Pharaoh found out that Sarah was actually Abraham's wife. But before that, Abraham was well favored. And even when they left, I think Pharaoh gave them even more gifts. It was all triggered by Sarah's incredible beauty, even though she was in her 80s. Can you imagine being one of the most beautiful women in the world when you're in your 80s? But that is true of Sarah in the Bible. It's incredible. And yet she looked better than the women who were in their 20s. God used Sarah's beauty to place her in favor with Pharaoh. Rachel, I don't know if she was as beautiful as Sarah or Queen Esther, probably not, but she was attractive. She was definitely very pretty. Because of Rachel, Jacob married into Laban's family. He wouldn't have married into Laban's family if it weren't for how pretty Rachel was. And that led to us having the 12 tribes of Israel. Again, God used a pretty girl to work out his will. The servant of Abraham when he went to find a wife for Isaac. Rebecca caught his eye because she was very pretty, but it turned out she was specifically appointed to be Isaac's wife. But her good looks helped make the whole deal sweeter for everyone. Now, Absalom, David's son, was also incredibly handsome, but Absalom used it for evil. He used it to attract people to himself, but also he tried to attacked King David's kingdom. So that's a case of somebody who had really gorgeous looks, 
but didn't use it for God's glory. And Absalom ended up dying young because he tried to take his father's kingdom when he shouldn't have done that. God allowed him to do it to punish David for David's former sins. Absalom actually died young in no glory at all because he was a narcissist and he thought that he was better than his father. He was a rebellious son. So his good looks went totally to waste. And haven't you known a lot of people whose good looks have gone to waste because they're dishonest, they're selfish, they're stuck up, they don't care about other people. They're shallow. You can't trust them. I've known lots of good-looking people who I could describe as untrustworthy, no character. You're better off if you get them out of your life. So it's very sad when God has given beauty to somebody and they don't use it for God's glory. They just use it for their own selfish means. And in the end, it will lead to destruction. Just because we've been given a talent doesn't mean that we're doing the right thing with it. We need to make sure that we are glorifying God with it. Now let's talk about people in the Bible that weren't so good looking and how that was used to the Lord's advantage to further the gospel. For one thing, Jesus Christ was not very good looking. His looks weren't notable at all. In the book of Isaiah, it says that he didn't look attractive at all because that way People would follow him based on his message alone, not based on charisma or good looks. A lot of people have this false perception that Jesus was a rock star who had groupies, and nothing could be further from the truth, because there was nothing rock star about Jesus at all. He wasn't physically attractive. He was hated by all the leaders of every city he went to. All the religious leaders hated him, hounded him, stalked him, and told the people not to listen to him. And the religious leaders blasphemed him and told all the people that he was a liar. So he was no rock star. He wasn't good-looking. Nobody was swooning over him. He didn't have any groupies. He had disciples. Now, a disciple is not a groupie. A disciple is somebody who is trying to learn from you and become like you. A disciple is somebody who's willing to give their life to serve the Lord. The people following Jesus as his disciples, they knew that by following Jesus, they would please the Lord because he was their Savior. The Mormon church is a big instigator of the whole idea of Jesus being a rock star and chosen the TV show, that's made by Mormons. And that is presenting the Mormon Jesus, which is a hip, cool guy who everybody likes because he's so cool and so nice. That isn't the Jesus of the Bible. Jesus wasn't liked for his charm or his coolness or his good looks or his suave personality. The Jesus in the Chosen is a Mormon Jesus. That's a Hollywood Jesus. The real Jesus was an average-looking person who you would never take any notice of by his looks. But he spoke the word with authority because he is God and because he can see into the hearts of men. And so he spoke with authority that compelled people to either hate him and resist him or recognize him as the one true God and give their lives for him, one or the other. There was no middle road. Nobody had ambivalent feelings about Jesus. Nobody followed him because he was cool, because he was not cool. And the religious leaders in every town he went to made sure that everybody knew that he was not cool or acceptable. Jesus was not attractive because it was imperative that people follow Jesus based on what he said alone, not for shallow, hedonistic reasons, but for deep spiritual reasons.
Another example of somebody who was not good-looking is the Apostle Paul, who was the greatest apostle in the entire New Testament. Paul wrote most of the New Testament. To this day, people are still getting saved by reading Paul's letters that are in the New Testament. And according to historical records, he was short and bald and definitely not handsome. Many people followed Paul, just like many people followed Jesus, but in both cases it had nothing to do with how they looked. Paul was not somebody who anybody wanted to emulate or be like in a physical way. And also, Paul died a virgin too and never had family or children. Jesus died a virgin. They never had normal lives. They never had families. They never had descendants because they dedicated their entire lives to the Father. Jesus died for us as God. He paid the price for our sins. Paul also lived a very sacrificial life to follow the Lord and to travel the whole Mediterranean region and outlining countries spreading the gospel until he died. And Paul suffered great persecution like Jesus did, but it wasn't as bad as what Jesus suffered. God didn't want them to be good looking because God didn't want anybody following them for their looks. God wanted people to listen to what they said and be compelled alone by what they said. It was imperative that they didn't look good. So are you not so good looking? Wonderful. You'd make a great evangelist because nobody's going to be your groupie and nobody's going to listen to you unless what you say is truly compelling, unless it really is the truth of God. If you're not beautiful, awesome, then you can be just like Paul. Because if you are really good looking, then a lot of people will listen to you just because you're good looking and they just are mesmerized by your looks and they'll get distracted from the message. So being good looking can actually work against you. Beauty is a gift. God loves everybody, whether he made you beautiful or not. If you are beautiful, it is not to your credit. It's to the glory of God, and it's only because of him. You had no control over it. You didn't make yourself that way, and you can't make yourself that way. But it's to be used for his glory. Don't waste it like Absalom did. If you're not beautiful, then believe me, you have a lot of other talents that God gave you that he wants you to use. It's actually an advantage not being extremely good-looking if you are preaching the gospel. All of us are blessed, no matter what we look like. Remember, God uses our tragedies and our adversities as well. Even if we're poor, maimed, ugly, whatever it is, God can use it, and He will use it. You can count on that. Just appreciate that you're alive, and that God loves you, and that He wants you to be His servant. And I hope that blesses you.